nitrate power. You're in the dog zone for an hour. Come on. You know the number. Welcome to the Dog Zone 9000, the official podcast of 1900 Hot Dog, America's final website. There's none left. We are, we're it, baby. We're posted up on a on a boarded up dead mall taking pot shots at the zombies of websites we used to love. Not because of hatred of the monsters they've become, but out of respect for what they once were. Come support us, patreon.com slash 1900 Hot Dog. Talented human comedians write jokes with human hands. It sounds impossible. We're somehow making it work. I'm Robert Brockway, and I'm the rich ghost possessing the body of my hunky co-host, Sean Baby. <laughs> I'm here to fuck John Derrick's wife. Yeehaw! Aren't we all? And with us is our guest, inexplicably wet and murderous, it's Merritt Kay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's Thursday, so of course, you know? The only way to be. So there is the an explanation. The only way to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good to be wet back, Wet Thursday boys, in the woods. <laughs> not, not good to be back for this. Uh, I, I regret deeply uh, ever mentioning this film. Yeah, you Broadway. picked this. I did. Yeah, you picked this. this. Don't you front. I hadn't seen it. <laughs> you have done this. Yeah, I robbed this myself. I feel very opposite. I think this movie is extremely special, and I, I it's it boggles the mind that it's not in the conversation of worst films of all time, like up Absolutely. there with with the room and you know, Birdemic, those types of things, like. This should be in the same conversation. We're, we're teasing it. Uh, let's get to plugs before we get into it, uh, before we turn everybody completely off forever. Uh, Barrett, where can people find more of you? Yeah, uh, I'm trying to spend less time online, but I am on Blue Sky and Instagram. I'm MerrickK.com on Blue Sky. And now that they opened it up, uh, my numbers don't look as good as everyone else's. Because for a while there, I got on early and I was like, yeah, I have like 20,000 followers on here Neil Gaiman's over there with like 10 and uh now he's at he, now he's at 200 so it's uh uh it's a sad it's day but uh pace, Neil <laughs> yeah Neil uh, I think I'm at 12 nice 12 sound good nice yeah, I haven't posted there good. yet but uh yeah <laughs> uh, we're old yeah god <laughs> it's uh, happening <laughs> you know this is the future right we're just desperately jumping ship from from text platform to text platform where we don't have to dance. I think the only one who's figured out TikTok among anyone I know really is uh is your co-host on yeah, Jason. Big Feeds, Jason TikTok Pargen. star yeah. Jason Pargen. That's uh, that's God how bless, we like to be known. But I can't I can't do it. I need I need picture I need text sometimes with images like when I write for the site, but mostly just text and uh Yeah. Fewer and fewer I love the text and images. This is going to sound it's crazy. Great. I I had a twenty four hundred baud BBS uh, that I ran back in the early nineties. So that's how long I've been doing internet. So yeah. when so I skip every couple of things. So you know, yeah. you know I, I skipped the. <laughs> you Friendster. ran it. You were king. Yeah, no, I had a whole BBS. You had to call in there with your landline. Wow. And, uh, oh, I would, remember. It would generate ANSI graphics that I drew myself. <laughs> and uh, hell yeah. I was the talk of the town. I had the best anti graphics <laughs> in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> I was undisputed king this, of six nerds. This masked moderator who <laughs> amazes six us nerds. with his anti graphics. And one army guy. Uh, yeah, one weird army guy who just happens one to have One weird army tech. guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, <laughs> speaking of old shit like that too, uh, I have a book that's out finally. I feel like oh, the last sweet. few times I was on, I was like, hey, I'm working on this book and it might come out at some point. Uh, it's out now. Uh, it's called Lamp Party and it's a coffee table photo book. I don't know what people call it. Photo book, I guess. Uh, you can put it on your coffee table, but any hard surface will do. And it's uh, it's pictures of land parties from the 90s to the 2010s. And they're uh, dense with with feelings, <laughs> dense with feelings and with sort of like cultural imagery. You really see like around the 2000s, like anime becoming a big thing in the U.S. You see like new metal coming in as hip hop finally kind of makes its way in this distorted form into the suburbs uh, all kinds of stuff happening. And uh, it was fun to look back at that era and get all these photos from people and curate them. And there's some cool essays in the book as well about why land parties don't exist anymore and what they were like. And uh, people seem to really be liking the book. So it's out now anywhere. Uh, people always ask like, oh, where where do you get the most money if I buy it? And it's like, it doesn't matter. Like it's, you know, they I get royalties when the publisher sells a book. So local bookstores, usually I'm going to advocate for them because I like mm -hmm. to keep them alive. Uh, but if you want to get it on Amazon or that's your only option, it is on there. And um, yeah, go pick it up. It's going to be so hard. Like as, as if you're under the age of 30, <laughs> you probably have to pick up that book just to understand history. Yeah. I can't explain <laughs> land parties to you if you're if you're under 30 but that's like, like you know what's weird though is like you guys have like an era where you're like oh i was born in the wrong the wrong time like uh -huh. for me it's like you know new york when everything was still cheap and people were renting hotel rooms to make highly acclaimed art and music right do you have a, a period like that where you're like oh i wish i could have been there oh i can tell you the night um and it's, I lived through it. I knew that I was lucky enough to be born in the perfect area. It has to do with land parties. Uh, I might have told this story on the podcast, even. My ex used to work at the WB uh, local uh, station, and they ran Portland Wrestling out of there. So they had a little ring, like, jammed into this studio that was barely larger than the ring. And so we'd go to her work, and we'd bring two Xboxes and play Ain't Man Halo Land Party. And then in between games, we would go fuck around in the wrestling ring, and it just occurred to me that this is it. This tonight is the best thing any of us will ever do with our lives. <laughs> You're never going to beat it. So you we lived did. your period. Yeah. yeah. You don't I'm have, like, okay, yeah. this is the perfect era, the perfect time. We did it a couple more times. Each time was magical. And then they took the ring out and I was like, well, there it goes. I knew it was fleeting. Um, wow. And we, That's so that rare. That was my life. That's so rare. Downhill. I feel like a lot of people don't have that. Like they, yeah. they you don't realize yeah. it when it's happening or they, they feel like they missed it. But a lot of young people, like people like, you know, in their early 20s have seen this book and been like, damn, I was born in the wrong era. And it's so funny to have people be like, ah, I wish I was born in the wake of 9-11 or like around in the wake of 9-11 <laughs> playing, right? uh, playing Halo 2. That would be awesome. It was so cool. Everyone was so carefree, no phones in sight. During the first dot com crash. <laughs> yeah. Right in, the, right in the middle of that recession. Right. Yeah, it was great. Um, when we all realized our degrees were useless and we would never actually have a house or a job. That was wonderful. Classic. It was so now, good. mine is right before that. Mine is uh, mine is New Year's Eve, nineteen ninety nine. I'll never beat that one. That was a uh, wow. That was a disaster, but it was fun. <laughs> What'd you do? I uh, yeah. What what, what was that? Uh, I was in Portland. I was in Portland, mm -hmm. and 
God, uh, we're going to have to cut so much of the story. <laughs> I can already tell. So I'm cocaine. <laughs> Face slashed open and I like oh. came and bled all over her apartment. Hmm. It was wild, but uh, lots of fun. Hmm. So bad aftermath, it, but I guess that's actually uh, the best kind of night is one where the night is great. And then you could forget about the aftermath. Uh, yeah. You don't count that's that. That's why as I didn't say New Year's. Yeah. New Year's. It's not New Year's Day. Yeah. Right. 2000. Right, right. It's New no. Year's Eve. I, uh, Anything that happened after midnight, no thank you. <laughs> I thought Y2K was happening on New Year's Eve 99. Yeah, because, dude. Uh, yeah. Well, because I was at my friend's place and I was like 12 or something. And um, we were just like playing Dreamcast and stuff. And then we like ran outside and banged some pots and pans because we were kids. And we came back in, tried to get online and go on the palace, which was like the chat program that we hung out on. And we couldn't get online. And we're like, oh, shit. Like, it's it happening. Happens. And it turned out that... uh. Yeah, his dad had just forgotten to pay his internet bill, so. Oh. <laughs> and they cut it they right cut then it to fuck on, with you. Yeah, on the day. <laughs> See, I none of us believed in Y2K because we were I we were all fairly tech, technologically literate, and some of my friends were like coders. We're like, no, no, it's it's nothing. But then we started doing cocaine. Mm. <laughs> and then, and that, you then know, that's when you believe in Y2K. Of, uh, of certainty and calmness, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> that's when you're like, let's fucking do it. It's over. At midnight, civilization is dead. I uh, read a lot of the Y2K materials from, like, the crazies. So I had a lot of Christian stuff. And, like, mm. their understanding of Y2K was so comical that it was hard to take seriously. Because, like, they were like, your toasters will, you know, take, the, will become part of those Lord Satan's <laughs> army. And you're like, wait a second. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> It'll be like Have that you tried doing a bunch in, of cocaine, uh, in Transformers. Yeah. When, uh, yeah, the toaster comes to life. Yeah. Like, and starts trying to filament. kill you. That's yeah. a hot filament. It does not have like a microchip. They're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> the trucks will wage war on man. Yeah. There's only one person who will be able to save us. That's right. Emilio Estevez. I love that movie. You thought it was Jesus. It's not Jesus. No, no. The video games are playing. <laughs> anyway, all of that's cut. All of that's cut. <laughs> yeah, that's all gone. No, that's the podcast. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> what we're doing, what we're actually talking about today is a movie called Ghosts Can't Do It, uh, directed by John Derrick, uh, husband-ish of Bo Derrick. <laughs> uh, Pimp, and, uh, it might be closer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, somewhere yeah. between those. Heavy <laughs> uh, sigh. First of many from Merritt, I'm sure. Okay, so wait. Uh, just quick backstory on John Derrick and Bo Derrick. Mm -hmm. He was 47 when they first got involved. Do you know how old yes. she was? 17. 17. Oh, that is a good guess, but I'm afraid <laughs> she was only 16. Oh, <laughs> so they close. had to. They got married in Europe and had to stay there until she was 18 so that he wouldn't be arrested for statutory rape when they came oh back to God. the U.S. Like all, like all the greatest romances. Right. Love story. You have love to, story, you know? <laughs> You've so got to live you, in Europe for two years. I looked her up, of course, on IMDb, uh, the basic research you do before a podcast. And mm -hmm. that was the first movie they did together, uh, mm -hmm. was a movie where uh, she banged her adopted brother while the pervy grandpa lived with them. Um, that was the first movie they did together. And then he did uh, Tarzan with her. And they explored, you know, what savagery might do to a... a a pure, innocent white woman. And then they explored that some more in a movie called Bolero, where a beautiful young virgin, like, 
sort of went on a Batman quest to lose her virginity to like the greatest lover around the world. Uh, and then, then they did this, which is, well, I guess we'll talk about, uh, the clear fetish of this film, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, but he uh, really was exploring, uh, some real sexual stuff with this beautiful yeah, woman. He was working and, on, he was getting yeah. deep into it. He was, he was encouraging others to explore Bo Derek <laughs> is what he was doing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this movie is just with a, with a, it's a little bit of magical realism, a little bit of ghost dad. Uh, but otherwise it's just, it's just an autobiography from John and Bo Derek. Uh, I've never seen anything like, I've never seen such, uh, like just a person laid naked as an right. artist like this. Quite like literally. Just, yeah. Gaping, like, one might say. <laughs> just wet. No, I mean, Bo filthy. Derek is physically naked, but John Derek is, is spiritually yes, naked. In that's yeah. what I'm we saying. Know, you know? Your whole your whole ass is out there. Her whole ass is right. out there, and your whole ass is out there, right. to the extent that he predicted his own death. Yes. Because he made this movie autobiographical about a fifty year old man that gets together with a virginal sixteen year old woman who looks like Bo Derek, and then they 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 both get wonderfully rich, and then he dies of a heart attack. Oh, you mean John Derek did? He's going to he's going to die of a heart attack. Uh, at around seventy, which is which is what John Derrick did, right? Uh, so he predicted what, his own. He predicted this so hard. He laid his shit out so plainly mm-hmm. that he predicted his own death uh, and years years in advance, and it was incredible. Uh, <laughs> let's just get into it. First of all, we gotta cover the intro. Oh my because god, because the intro it's is super haunting. bizarre. It looks haunting. like the introduction to like a Sega CD game or like a Panasonic. CDI game where they didn't have enough money to actually yeah. make it full motion video. So it's just But it's also kind of horror. Yeah. It's also it's like night trap. It's <laughs> yes. like it because it's I, all blurry, grainy black and white photos of like Bo Derek and horses screaming while people like <laughs> mutter insanely in the background. You're like, what the fuck is this gonna be? Uh but I bring it up mostly for one specific specific moment that I hope everybody caught, which is when they introduce Leo Damien. Anybody else have this one? I don't think I noticed. Uh, Leo Damien plays the the young buck there, and they introduce him over a picture of a bull. Oh. Wow. wow. So you had the foresight. Right from, I just was, Right from the intro. I thought it was like a two-ranch photo at the time? booth. I have to ask. Yes. It did the term exist. existed okay. at the time. That wasn't invented by <laughs> It might have been invented by, in like by John and Bo Derek. Okay. <laughs> but but they, know what, they know what a bull is, and it's Leo Damien. Uh, as we will soon find out. Uh, so it opens wow. with Anthony Quinn, who plays Scott, uh, helping his wife, Katie, uh, Bo Derek, just rustle up some cattle. Uh, and he appears to be, he falls off. He's having a heart attack. Uh, or as she says, what are we doing? And he says, we are having a heart attack. <laughs> yes. It's it's a great he romance. So they share life. Right. It's like we're having a baby. We're having a heart attack, you know. <laughs> we're having a heart attack, yeah. baby. And she says, uh, this was like, this was about how far I watched when Merritt suggested it before I knew like, oh, this is going to be insane. Yeah. She says to him, oh, great one. Tell me everything. (laughs) Tell me again from the time I was born in your heart. And he answers back, hey, will you let me bite your lip? (sighs) Oh, I don't think it'll kill me. (laughs) Uh, And then she says, I don't know. It's pretty potent stuff. 
I wrote all this dialogue down because I, yo, I was like, me too, like, yeah. What I, in the I, fuck I, is I happening? I have lines of dialogue written and then just every few lines, all caps, what the fuck is happening? Because this is <laughs> not precisely my written notes. by a human being. This is uh, not how humans react to anything. Also, you don't call your lover, oh, great oh, one. Oh, great one. And also, I have a question. Uh, is Scott his first name or his last name or both? Uh, I think it's his last name. I don't know. Because yeah, I don't know. everyone, I, I, even his closest friends, call him Scott. They call her Miss Scott. But then mm-hmm. later on, they pretty clearly, it's like sometimes it's both. And I think that's just so that they can make the joke Great Scott. Yes, that's yes. why they. That's why his 100%. nickname. But then she shortens his nickname even further to, great to Oh one. Great One. <laughs> and that's how we're introduced to the character. Always a great decision. Mm-hmm. And then shorten uh, even to- further to Gron. so he chews on her lip for a while while he has a heart attack which is that's a thing people do for sure sure of course and uh uh, wrangling cowboy runs up to give him a couple of shots in the belly just in case which i don't think is how you treat a heart attack i'm not a doctor no i looked it up this is uh an ex-parent and you do put that in the tummy uh do put it in the tummy yes and it's weird that he had some uh and it's weird that the guy with the heart condition didn't know that this was how you treated a heart attack. I don't know. I'm just saying like, uh, I had a lot of questions here to the point where I was looking up multiple, like, like medical <laughs> conditions just to try to <laughs> apologize for the insane movie. Mm-hmm. And then okay, I, it so that, that's that, real, but there's no excuse for him to panic like a toddler yes. when he pulls out the needle until he goes, Oh, I thought it was a rabies shot, which I, you did treat rabies in the stomach back then. You do. Big needle. Uh, he asks what she's going to do without him, and she says, I will not cry. I will not wear ugly black. I will go forward with your strength and live life to the fullest, sir. Those are the rules. Uh, These it's are nice Hollywood that actors. they have lover's rules. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. Why can't they act? Why can't any of these professional Why? actors act? This is Anthony Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. Is, in, is, is this. Like, what the fuck is... He was in Lawrence of Arabia. He was in the guns of Navarone. Like, what the fuck is happening? Celebrated actor. He, I would say this is proof he can act because we've seen him in other movies and he decided Mm. this is a decision to act like an insane baby in a grown man's body. Yes. Okay. And so he plays the entire thing like an insane baby that is like, that is freshly amused by his hands the whole time. (laughs) Just Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. from start to finish, just a giggly, weird, mumbly, high baby. And uh, that's a great decision, Anthony Quinn. When you're given this script, it's fucking bold. Yeah, you know what I'll we haven't that. mentioned is the editing. Like, uh, it's an art you don't oh like God. notice it until you see someone learning how to do it after they got hired to cut a feature <laughs> film. So, like, like when you're going through this movie, you're just like, I have no idea when or where this is, or or I don't I don't know. It's I mean, so cuts, bad. Ad- Cuts, ideally, like a movie is all about confusing and dissociating the audience, right? Like you want right, to shock exactly. them out of their daily existence. So you want to cut abruptly and in random places and cut across in time and space as often mm-hmm. as possible. And uh, so we go to a hospital. Just we're at a hospital now. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's so it's so tough to convey how insane the editing is because they're like, oh yeah, you would cut from that scene to the hospital. No, they like, they let scenes linger on way too long mm-hmm. to where they're just like talking about parking and shit. And then it'll cut in the middle of a sentence to 
to like right. half acro- halfway across the world and somebody you've never met before. You're like, because we cut to the hospital, but then almost immediately we cut to he's out of the hospital. <laughs> this is another great decision. I think I think if this had caught on, it would have changed filmmaking, which is where you actually don't show the difficult things to write, like the really big, exciting scenes that are kind of yes. hard to write. Yeah. What you do is you cut to the heroes right after them going like, whoo, thank God. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Got out of that one, huh? <laughs> yeah. Saves There's a lot some of writing money. that <laughs> happened around here that cracked me up because he couldn't get a heart transplant. His friend's like, no, you're too old. If you're over 60, you don't get a heart. And he's like, is that true? And the guy's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, 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 in the dialogue, they're like, I, I didn't look any of this up. Yeah. I have no idea. Like, it's I, the I, 80s. The internet hasn't been invented yet. We can't just look. We'd have to actually go talk to someone. Yeah. We don't have that. That is enough. authentic. I mean, you wouldn't know. You would just yeah, say something yeah. that, like, I think my aunt told me that. Don't trust me. I don't know. There's no way to and, verify that. And Bo Derek is just like, while all this is happening, they just have shots of Bo Derek just like, just this beautiful Arctic nymph, like communing with nature, just random shots of him being pissed off about his heart. And then like, she's on a horse that's always dancing. Like she pops a wheelie mm-hmm. on this horse. I'll just Wait, Hold on. We're not there yet. You're joking okay. way ahead. You're right that they cut to her outside. She's just playing with the dog during this scene. Okay. And she's, they don't cut to her. Like that would be a decision is to cut to her and like cut, compare and contrast, like how, yeah, how lighthearted she, her how life is with this? like, yeah. Yeah, with like, but no, they show her like silently beyond the window, like a comedy bit, just like wrestling with the dog while he's, <laughs> while he's there like, I'm not going to get a heart, I'm going to die. And Bo Derek's just slap fighting a dog <laughs> in like a red toddler snowsuit. And uh, <laughs> is this uh, the, the and bit then where he, she's wearing a hat that is like an entire fox? Not, not quite yet. yet. Okay. That happens soon, There's too. So uh, many the reason we can't doesn't skinches. even narrow down the hats. <laughs> it doesn't. It's true. <laughs> The uh, reason we can't skip it is uh, we need to establish the way they talk to each other in this movie. And they've decided uh, they talk to each other, these great lovers, like the worst high schoolers in love you've ever met. I have a yeah. clip. That feels wonderful. <laughs> Why do I love you so ugly? Come on. Give me the lip. This is a no-no. No-no. I tell you when it's a no-no. Now, come on, put out your lip, put out your lip. Come on, I need one minute to know. So uncomfortable. <sighs> yeah. I speak for everyone when I say I'll never have another erection. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it, Anthony, it's, it's Sir, I believe it's Sir Anthony Quinn. Yeah, probably. Fucking talking like that <laughs> to Bo Derek. Gobble, gobble. No, no. Come on, put out your lip. Come on. Come <laughs> 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 Fucking shut the- don't do this. This is illegal. Oh, great one. Uh, anyway, he, you that's are all my to husband. like. <laughs> that's all to like get her to kiss him. She does kiss him, and it does hurt after yes, all. And then we smash cut to Bo Derek wearing a full dead cat on her head. <laughs> She's doing horse dressage in the snow while he like follows her in a truck. And as Sean said, she starts fucking wheeling a horse. Yeah, it's which pretty I, sweet. <laughs> I didn't know and, that was a thing. And then, like, they, they go so far with this, like, manic pixie shit that there's just this substanceless, long, substanceless nonsense. It's hard to say, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's just, it, it's spilling out of her. Um, I, I It occurred to me around the third hat that I think Charlize Theron's Arrested Development character has got to be based on this, right? Yes. That's exactly right. It's the exact hat, huh? Yes. yes. Oh, those like those weird beanies she starts wearing. She starts yeah. wearing like a Native American headdress, but as a beanie, yeah. as like a knit beanie. 
And she's just a beautiful <laughs> idiot, so no one like notices. Right. Yeah. And completely insane. She can wear whatever she and wants. Be- yeah. And does. <laughs> so they they go they go cross country skiing. They have a weird little conversation. Anyway, he he ends up being just really sad that he can't fuck her again. And that is what this movie is about. That's the theme of the right. movie is that I am a, I'm a very old man because I married you as a virgin when you were a teenager. And now I'm, I'm sad that you still get to keep fucking, but I can't anymore. And I think you're supposed to feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah. No one's right. insecurities have ever been demonstrated this hard. No one's like artistic vision. So expressed on fuller um, display, like, just a completely right. unselfconscious. Like he's just ripping out his heart and holding it out to the audience yeah. and saying, "This is me. This is what I fear." What do you? God think? damn it! It sounds like art when you say it like that. It is. It's, it has <laughs> it like is. an art thing to, like you know, when you're reading a Heinlein novel and you're like, "I feel like this one's about like the limits of knowledge and understanding," and and when you read like an Ernest Cline novel and you're like, "I think this one's about how." Seeing the last Starfighter makes you the most magical and special boy a person has ever been. But like here, it's just this guy saying, I, I wish I was younger so I could fuck my young wife forever. And also I have all the money and everybody loves me and thinks I'm so wonderful. God, and if I great. can't get that, maybe you want to fuck right. my wife? Wouldn't it be Please? cool if you could just take over a younger person's body and fuck your wife, but you're young like her? Mm. Yeah, that's the movie. That's the movie. <laughs> So you know if he if he actually got we've established if he actually got a younger dude's body he would just find another teenager <laughs> that's what he that's I, what he did the first time around he's not gonna want to fuck the the forty three year old woman I'm at worried this point you're right I, but I feel like that's subjective like that's an interpretation the text itself he very right. clearly that's is going love with this the specific text. woman yes. yeah but I I think you're right I think. Um, Even if uh, John Derrick doesn't think that, that's what would happen. (laughs) He now shoots himself in the face. I'm sorry if that's abrupt. Oh, right. Sorry to interrupt. (laughs) (laughs) So he shoots himself in the face off screen and she runs up and sees his suicide letter and then starts arguing with it in the air. She, She yells, stop saying these things to the letter, forgetting that he is currently a letter. Uh, it should be noted she's wearing like a pink Angora trench coat with a matching turban mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. So, Beautiful. So she God, that's him so great un- one sports. again. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he he's the great one. Uh, Which like I have to assume Wayne Gretzky was pretty pissed off about this movie, right? Because like he canonically, I feel like is the great one, right? I think they probably showed this to Do Wayne Gretzky, he and he was like, he had a con- he consulted. Yeah, yeah. He got a <laughs> producer. Say, hey, Wayne, yeah. if you're 30 years younger, what would you do with that boner? He's like, that's a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, you name the main character Great One, and I'll consult for free. <laughs> There's only one answer if anybody actually, if they show, if they sat you down and showed you this movie, the only thing you could say is, I'm not going to fuck your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I got 20 minutes in, John. I had sex with your wife, finished the movie. It's a weird movie, but I'm glad you had me over. I had a wonderful night. I did it. Yeah, I did it 20 minutes ago. Yeah, John, you, well, you don't do you think get to watch. I'm some kind of Republic serial villain. <laughs> Every bull has rules, John. Guys, did rules. you know that in 1981, John Derrick put out his own Bo Derrick trading cards? <laughs> yes, I, because I know That's you. Like, though. <laughs> all like it, this stuff is like right on the razor's edge of like adorable wife guy and just like yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Like it has a it's like it's like he it. is a husband slash pimp in many ways, right? Yeah. 
I think it's also has this like, look at how hot my wife is, aren't I the best right. type of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, because this is a very narcissistic movie to the point where like, it's it should be in the discussion of most narcissistic films of all time. Yes. Yes. So now, of course, he is trapped on the ghost plane. If you thought it wasn't the kind of movie <laughs> where somebody's going to be trapped on the ghost yeah, plane. Yeah, there is an afterlife, by the way. <laughs> and it's uh, a and wet it's a child's closet. idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's an angel there, kind of a sexy older lady angel. Yeah, sexy older lady God. angel uh, who decides to play the role like she's just losing it on Molly. Like, I don't know why she's doing. <laughs> it's Julie Newmar. It's Catwoman is the angel that is assigned she's to She's playing it like Catwoman. No, but though. she she's is so- Catwoman, though. Yeah, uh, she's she's got a sexy allure about her. Yeah. She does. I also like it's her first day on the job. Right. I would get her water. Another thing John Derek likes to explore in his erotic wife art is like, what if it's this beautiful lady's first time boning? And so that was like his take on what a Christian angel might be. He tell he tells that to her. She says it's my first day, and he's like, yeah. Hey, it was Katie's first day when I banged her. It was her first day getting banged. Yeah. You can't not bring it up. He's like, okay, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I didn't... Yeah, no one asked, buddy. <laughs> so she's at his funeral uh, wearing an ent- entire dead black sheepdog, uh, just <laughs> just dressed like a fucking Skeksis with a veil, uh, when she senses his ghostly presence and starts screaming at it, mm-hmm. just screaming at the ghost in the air immediately uh, at full volume, just talking to him. And Not they for the first time or the last time. Not for the last time. This is what she does throughout the whole movie, regardless of who's around. She starts having full volume, one-sided conversations. And the one move I really do appreciate from this movie is that John Derrick does show people looking at her like, what the fuck are you doing? What is what is happening right now? They don't say it because when you're this beautiful, you can just do whatever. Right. You can, you can scream don't to your dead ghost it. husband. <laughs> you scream to your dead ghost wife yeah, in, the, in a restaurant. Time. Yeah, yeah people let me get away with fucking whatever I want. Yeah. Strip naked and dunk your head in a hot tub. They say, yes, please, handsome gentleman. It's, <laughs> but this is like the first moment where you're like, okay, well, surely they're not going to do this the whole movie, right? Surely he will be on screen with her again. And like, they'll right. do it like every other ghost movie does where the rest of the actors do acting to pretend that he's not there. You don't actually, mm-hmm. to have a ghost it, it's like it's like they came to the problem of having a ghost in a movie from like a two year old's perspective. And we're like, well, you can't go. Ghosts aren't real. So we can't have a ghost in the movie. How are we going to make yeah. them go through things and be transparent? That's we can't do that. Uh, I guess we just have yeah. him in a closet that's kind of watery instead of just having him there and have other people act as if he isn't there. Yeah, it was very yes, frustrating will, that they did his didn't rotoscope him in or something. It's baffling. Yeah. Or just have him just stand have there. him be there and have people do acting <laughs> just to not acknowledge him. him. And, and it's like, I think it must be because Anthony Quinn was like too expensive to do any of that. And was like, I, here's what I'll do. I'll stand in uh, the sound closet. Hotel shower. Yeah, I got a pool hotel house. shower for one day and record all my lines. And that's all you're getting yep. from me. <laughs> and you cut it in and don't put in anything about me trying to fuck your wife, John. Like, I don't want to. <laughs> we talked about this. I, oh, Don't this recut sound, it. This is going to sound pedantic, but uh, the editor is obviously terrible. But sometimes Bo Derek will scream into the sky to to her husband, and she'll look to the right. And mm. then when it cuts to him, he'll be on the wrong side of her eyeline. Yes. 
Yes. And it does, it happens so often that I'm just like, of all the fucking, I mean, I, you can't even forgive it. Like she's talking in the wrong direction, like they're doing a bit. Right. Like he snuck up behind her. It's a ghost prank or something. It's. I don't know. Frustrating. The whole, the whole movie makes my skin crawl in little ways. And that's one it's of them. impossible yeah, it's to like talk about just, how badly made it is. If it were just upsetting on a thematic or content narrative level, that would be one thing. It is. But it's yeah. and it is. It is. Of course it is. Don't ever believe for a moment that it isn't. But it's also just from like a technical craft perspective, oh. one of like the most bafflingly made movies I've ever seen. He has yeah. to know at this point how movies are made, he's right? Been like in he's movies. gotten several. I don't think yeah. I've seen no, I don't think I've seen his ones before this, but and there's, yeah. I but know. this is bad for a first try. Like it really is. Like I would, I have not made a movie, but I would not do all of these terrible things <laughs> because I've seen movies because I You've know what seen they are. Movies, you know what a movie is. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, before we get out of the funeral, he does thank her for inviting his horse <laughs> his to horse the funeral. Gambler, <laughs> as if the horse a, had other for inviting the horse, not bringing it. <laughs> yeah, that's a busy schedule. <laughs> says anyway. Thanks for the funeral. Thanks for inviting Gambler. That was a real nice thing to do. And then it cuts to the horse, like the horse is mourning. So she's yelling, they, they, they go back in the private, she's yelling at him for being selfish and killing himself, and uh, he. this is his retort. Yes, Katie, God was going to get me, so I beat him to it with a 12-gauge. But you could have taken pills. Real men don't eat kish. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, take heart pills. Oh, I know, God. <laughs> no, I think she was saying, like, you didn't have to blow your fucking yeah. head off and like scar yeah. everybody forever. You could have right. just taken pills and died. And he was saying quiche. Real men don't eat quiche <laughs> yeah. because pills are the quiche, the quiche of, suicide. of suicide. Yeah. And blowing your head off with a shotgun is the steak of suicide. <laughs> but but <laughs> So I ordered the steak, yeah. baby. And that okay, Real Men Don't Eat Quiche is a a real book. And it came out. Oh, it was a, a reference. Man. It's a reference. This book, but but it's like a satirical book. It's not mm-hmm. like a here's how to be a real dude. It's like here's all the things that real dudes think they do. And it's like, oh, you can't eat a quiche. Uh, and I don't know why it has has that Q sound in it. It's a little uncomfortable, maybe. Um, I don't. It's like, a cute little food. I I have I eaten quiche before, and I'm so toxic. I'm such a fucking bro. Yeah, I always tell everyone that. I write for this website, and one of the guys is, like, so toxic and just constantly eating quiche, and it's really confusing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so to snap her out of her funk, he tells her to jump up and push her titties out, which she does. Uh, oh my God. I don't when know he if says, that helps her. When he says titties out, I just... When Anthony Quinn says titties out, I felt... <laughs> Like I you was took going shirt to off. throw up. You want to listen? Yeah, I took my shirt off and then threw up. So it was a very confusing yeah. moment for me. <laughs> Stand up. Titties out. Okay. Wait, Anthony Quinn? What the fuck? Uh, he demands she go on vacation. So we spend the rest of this movie as an excuse for John Boderek to take a lovely vacation, uh, which they acknowledge in the credits. Uh, the, one of several vacations, I will say. Several. That's true. Yeah. Uh, they go to, to Hong Kong, the Maldives, and somewhere else. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we a... smash cut to. Oh, what a movie. 
just to like <laughs> to just so nakedly make a movie about this thing you're obsessed with and then mm-hmm. also turn it into like an excuse to go on several expensive like it's, vacations. Yeah, it's not just a movie about how I am deeply afraid of mortality and the fact that my young sexy wife will survive me and have sex with other men. Other men's penises will go inside her. It's also an Adam awesome. Sandler-esque, yes. <laughs> let's just go around the world and like find an excuse to shoot movies on cruise ships and stuff movie. At least he has the decency to just do that, though. If he also did that and started being like, you know what I like when when women poop on me, I'm going to make a movie about that while on vacation. Like, come on, this is too far. Uh, so we smash cut to Google, her scuba diving. Hold on, I should go on IMDb and make sure there's no Adam Sandler movies about getting pooped on. You're right, that's oh, not a safe a, bed, There's is it? 11, you totally call right. it. All-star Rob Schneider, co-star Rob uh, Schneider as the poop. Uh <laughs> you couldn't make that now, though, because of Woke and DEI. Yeah, I just said woke. that, yeah. <laughs> so, she's, so she listens to him. She goes on vacation to get over this. And then we cut to her like, well, we cut to her taint for a long time. We cut to just, yes. just her gooch as she <laughs> scuba dives around. But then the second she comes up for air, she just goes, I fucking hate this. <laughs> and then his ghost is there going like, ah, just, <laughs> like, just haunting the shit out of her. They discovered <laughs> that the human soul survives the physical destruction of the body. And they're both just kind of annoyed about it. <laughs> like, yeah. Of all of the reactions you could have, just like, ah, come on. Is like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to like sum up the vibe of this because all of the dialogue in this movie is completely insane. I am going to read this little part. She jumps up and says, God damn it, Scott, this really stinks. No, you know what it really does? It sucks. And he says, don't use that word. I'll work it out. I promise you. And she says, promise me? You can't even swim with me. Damn. Uh, she says she can barely feel it when the ghost kisses her, which I guess she can kind of feel it. And she says, ghosts can't do it. It's that simple. Uh, there we go. Title How drop of the movie. How do you name a movie, Ghosts Can't Do It? Like, that's... I don't know. It's just... Yeah, why wouldn't you name it Titties Out? Titties Out. <laughs> titties Out and the Ghost Plane. Or just, like, Have, go for, like, sorry, kind of Anthony more Quinn. artistic. Like, John Derrick is afraid to die. And right. that his wife will survive him. Like, Phantom Cuck, Anthony Quinn. <laughs> an 800 Cuck. word essay on it. Yeah. Have you ever seen a Bjork art movie? Yes. Yeah. This feels like a Bjork this. movie yeah. without like the artistic intentionality, I guess. Yeah. But, like if, if, if like a baby tried to make a Bjork art movie, that's what mm. this feels like to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's intentional. I think it's just bad. I think there's like, I think it's so bad that it's almost it's art. It's outsider art, really, is what yeah. it is. It's okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like nice he didn't know it. he was making art, but he was. Uh, and yeah. yeah, and then because he had the pang of oh shit, am I making art? He's like, okay, take your shirt off. So now we just get the first <laughs> instance of Boderic tits, and it's like, like as if they were like, all right, we know, we know this is bad. We know it's bad. Look, we yeah. know the whole movie's bad, but here, here. And she doesn't like, just take her shirt off, no. though. She strips completely, She's completely naked, naked. Yeah. in it's the a, middle of this conversation for no reason and then yeah. sits cooch down in the sand. Yep. Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. a as a young man uh, looking for movies with nudity in them, this would have been a generous amount. Like, oh, my God. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She is, she, is, she is fully nude 
panning over her constantly. If you're looking for that, it's here, baby. For yeah. that, for that reason, I am amazed that I never heard about this movie throughout the '90s. Same, because you know yeah. we were. It was like the the movies that went around my school. Like Wild Things was the main one, right? Mm-hmm. Because that has like a. Uh, Matt Dillon, Nev Campbell, Denise Richards, Pool Threesome, I think. And very uh, familiar, of course. Yeah, of course. It was a, a cult classic for that reason. Yeah. We are we had a Wild Things themed marriage. Wow. Uh, the wedding was was all wild. We we it was in a pool. You uh, slowly a rise out of the there. pool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you uh yeah, you you accuse someone of sexual assault. It's a whole thing. Uh yeah. <laughs> But uh, this movie, I just, I don't know, you think, I don't know, Boderic, I guess, maybe Boderic was like a little out of the conversation by the 90s, but... I uh, suppose. A little bit. I guess, but I don't know. There's a lot of nudity in this. Like, imagine going to a theater and just seeing this. But I don't think that, you think this was a theater this release? That would be incredible. Oh my God. I think, maybe. There, I found a trailer <laughs> for it, but I guess VHS movies had trailers too back in the day. Yeah, they had trailers. It would be fascinating to it would be fascinating to see that like this vibe spread through like a theater and like the waves of understanding and like <laughs> contempt and confusion. Yeah, and right. Look around In- and interest? find that, What's this part? Oh. That there's just like three people and then an empty seat. Every, <laughs> every three people, just two men and a woman, each one. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm the wrong movie. Or the right one. Uh, so my notes at this so point. He, just he says, ends this conversation. God, God damn, what are we doing here, John Derek? <laughs> hey, you want to see my wife naked? <laughs> <laughs> you can't keep. You said we were going to the dentist. You can't keep bringing people here. Uh, she. We get out of this conversation. The long story short of this is, he agrees that he's going to try to possess somebody, specifically a younger, hotter man, because she's never had one before. She's only fucked him. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he says, you want someone younger? I was only 50 when we started banging. And, she, <laughs> and But she wants she wants someone, she wants to try an under 50 cock for a change. This, yeah. The, like, the older guy insecurity in this movie is just, it just drips it's off the screen. so thick. It's yeah. so thick. It's like he... Like the way that they write the character as like, oh, she's never ever had sex with anyone else, and mm-hmm. oh, young, younger, but I was only fifty, and it's like, yeah, man, that's that fantasy yeah, the- trope you see a lot in movies. Like uh, Splash, I think, is the main mm. prototype for that, where you're like, there's this sexy woman, but she only knows one thing, and it's you, and it's like, <laughs> right, her, yeah, yeah, her only other experience is just sort of laying her eggs yeah. and then having another myrrh person come along and fertilize them. Right. However, that was Bo Derek's life, as we have That's found true. out. That's true. She uh, was apparently essentially so. abducted as a teenager and by a 50-year-old like, man. <laughs> that must have been the conversation John Derek had with a lot of his honest friends. Is like, wow, so she's you're the only guy she's ever been with. That, that fucking vibrant, beautiful woman who's naked all over the place. <laughs> so only really? ever slept with a 50-plus-year-old man. Most woman in the world. Wow. And you're, the only guy she's ever fucked. Yeah, only a, one, huh? That's great. Yep. Oh, eat just at you, me, huh? guys. Just me. You should really explore that with a feature film. <laughs> <laughs> or me, John Derek. <laughs> hey, say. You could watch me idea. do it. 
<laughs> uh, anyway, he has the audacity. Just this whole movie, after putting a picture of the young the young man as the bull and just really laying his whole ass out, he has the audacity to end that conversation with this line. I mean, you take another body. And with this body, you'd make love to me? You bet I would. I mean, if it's possible, I... I don't know, Scott. That's kinky stuff. We've never been kinky. We've never been... You made a whole movie. <laughs> never been kinky. Are Begging sure? anybody that's seen it to come over and bang your wife, uh, and you're like, I've have never you been peer kinky. reviewed that statement? Have you gotten your friends together and said, here's the stuff me and John do? Uh, a nearby boat pervert. Yes, the boat pervert. His line was... Uh, from here, you look like a very beautiful person. <laughs> I wrote that. What, what game? What incredible game. <laughs> yeah, the boat pervert sees her fully naked and yells, tries to catcall her from like, I want to say half a mile away on a boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, <laughs> and he's not sure. He, he's like, you look, you seem okay. From, I got to get a little closer. Here. But Vava, I'm not going to give you the full Vava Voom, but I'll give you Va V. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to hold on to the boom until we land. Then you'll get boom. She's going to give you half a whistle. She rides into town. And this is the first time she spells it out where she says, I can't talk to you. You're a ghost. I'll look like an idiot. Uh-huh. You're like, okay, they're going to stop this fucking mm-hmm. bit. And she proceeds to yell every single line of dialogue right in the face of everyone walking by for the rest of the movie. They ignore that. Yep. I don't know why they point it out just to ignore it. And I feel like the audience is way ahead of the movie at this point. But when he finally uh, comes on land, the boat guy comes up and the dead husband is like, okay, this is the guy. I'm going to steal this fucker's life. I'm going to fuck you with his cock. And you're like, God, we get it, Anthony (laughs) Quinch. Come on. (laughs) Subtlety. And he introduces himself as Fausto Garibaldi. (laughs) 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 and as you would do if your name was fausto garibaldi he refers to himself mostly not entirely but mostly in the third person as fausto Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) you have to and he's he's a beautiful man italian for like gerbil wizard or something yeah like yeah i don't know i don't speak italian i think it means the devil's fish it's Mm, gotta be something like that okay uh, Wait, around when Fausto is introduced, though, she's talking to this guy who, like, continues to be a character throughout the movie and calls him Your Honor. He's a mayor. Time, and he is the mayor? Uh-huh. Yeah, he's the mayor of mayors, Your mayor. Honor? No. Right. That's like a judge <laughs> thing, right? That's a judge. But you, this you was say before ma- the internet. Your great majesty. Yeah. <laughs> right. Your highness. When you had, like... You had a wrong idea, and then you just said it, and you had to wait for somebody to be like, what are you, an idiot? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's what? like, well, we, we, you know, it's cut already. We can't do anything about it. I've heard his <laughs> honor, the in. mayor. I, I, feel I think like it's like the know. honorable or like the right honorable. But yeah. like your I honor? I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't address this guy in particular as anything but scumbag. I would yes. I would maybe call him Mr. Scumbag if he occupied a position of authority. He just bleeds scumbag. He's a real good, real solid scumbag. Real Peter Laurie style. Just weasel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to complicate this scenario even more. Uh, it's time to introduce the, I guess, diamond heist element. Yep. Uh, Pearl heist in this case. She has several million dollars of pearl sitting in an alarmed fishbowl hanging mm-hmm. from the middle of her room. The black pearl. As, as people do. Yeah. They 
hang their pearls in in heavily alarmed fishbowls and in the middle of their room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she is going to sell them. And that's like, we got to keep that in the back of our mind because that's going to pay off. Mm-hmm. One would hope. Uh, uh, also, to be clear, uh, she's worth $2 billion. That, they're billionaires in 1980. Yeah. In yes. 1980, they are billionaires for question mark business. Yeah, business. <laughs> for, this is, for the this business. This movie's idea of business is on the same level as, you know, Bojack Horseman, like the character mm-hmm. Vincent Adult Man, who's just like the two kids or like the three kids yeah. under a trench. That's like this movie's level of understanding of yeah. what business is. Like, oh, we do business, so we're billionaires, you know? And we can we can prove that later with a certain guest star that we'll get to. <laughs> That's true. God damn it. That part pissed me off. Uh, Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> no, okay, we're not, well, we're not jumping ahead to that. How much Warren Buffett was worth in 1982? Hmm. $250 million. Okay. Oh. So this would have been the richest man on the planet. So they are, with- I think at this point, they would have been the richest uh, people mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's why nobody's saying shit when she screams that she's gonna murder everyone around her to her right. dead ghost husband they're like she can do whatever right she's like a hundred times richer than anyone else on the planet <laughs> this is such a god you're such a fucking child john derrick <laughs> you know it's yeah he's a childish idea of what a lot of money was. is like oh a billion dollars <laughs> just that amount of money is owned by like one person in 1980 like <laughs> uh, we smash cut out of that scene to her fully nude again scrubbing herself down the rain mm-hmm. because she needs to be she needs to be wet like a fish throughout this movie like if there's a if she realizes she's been dry for two scenes she will run out of that scene mm-hmm. and just dive bomb into the nearest pool of water Correct. like it, that actually happened several times yeah she's a fish monster uh, she, she demands that he zap Fausto and steal his body because it's a lot better than just good and he's he's not entirely on board, so he goes to ghost peep on Fausto Garibaldi mm. as he skinny dips, and then he sees his cock, and now he's like, "Okay, let's do this. Let's this is the guy, it, dude." <laughs> oh. uh, so now now it's on, right? Now she understands that she has to kill this guy. She has to kill him and like get her dead ghost husband to zap him and possess him so that he can plow her Although again. they've never mentioned that up to this point. At this point, they just introduced the rule that, like, like we're kind of just playing Calvin Ball with ghosts uh, because uh-huh. they're like, oh, yeah, I, you can only, a ghost can only possess someone at the moment of death, actually. They say that specifically later, but they seem to know that Right, really they early. just kind of know that now. They're like, oh, we have to kill him so I can possess him. And it's like, but if you kill him and you possessed him, wouldn't he still be, like, Dead, like cut his head off. He still doesn't have a head. If you poison him with rat poison, he still like has massive organ failure, right? No, yeah. I don't and know. I'd like they, to know some they, of those rules. I also like to know how often this happens. Like, does everyone who dies get right like, a try to do shot this? a couple of days to like jump into a dead body? No, only the richest man on earth. Uh, He's so yeah. rich that God is gonna give him some leeway. He's like, ah, oh, yeah. that guy's fucking crazy, but he's so fucking rich. <laughs> He did he good. He had the highest sexy score. Gamilf. That yeah. is money is yeah, it's your high score when you die. And they uh you know. they discuss all of this. Well, she discusses the one side sided conversation about how she's going to kill Fausto Garibaldi with rat poison and have her ghost husband steal his cock. Uh mm-hmm. screams all of those lines directly into his face and he loves it. He's just like, Yeah, all right. Hell yeah. That says 
That's that sweet. I think killing right. Fausto Garibaldi was like the the cause of like some Italian civil war at some point too. <laughs> like <laughs> just it's a crazy name. It's so <laughs> I I had a why do they do the murder? Like they could have done a weird science thing. They I mean they're surrounded by Cherokee magic for the first 20 minutes. They could just summon a spirit or a tulpa. Right. To be like great totem grant me a cock with or just which be to like, pound hey, my man, hot wife. Do you want to be or the d- richest guy in the world who also gets to fuck yeah. Bo Derek? Like yes. you're going to sort of just be like checking this all out in the passenger seat, but it's still pretty legit. And he would probably yeah. be like, yeah, Fausto is into that. Fausto, Fausto, Fausto Garibaldi, dies. like I said, she sits there and screams, I'm going to give you rat poison until you die. And Fausto just smiles and nods. He would just hold his breath until he died if they, if she asked him to. <laughs> yeah, I like, think you're right. He is barely sentient. He is just, he's just there to exist. But there's no time because it's time, much like in uh, the, the hit movie, based on a total fabrication uh, that is Bloodsport. It's time to go to Hong Kong. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, we got to jump to Hong Kong. Uh, because this is a subplot now, and we needed another subplot. We've got a we've got a ghost dad three-way going on. We've got a, a pearl heist that's going to that's gonna happen, and now we need to have like a business political thriller and fly to Hong Kong for that, because they want to go to Hong Kong for, for whatever. <laughs> How much did they spend? Like, Wikipedia doesn't have a budget for this, and I can't find, like, uh, I don't know. I can't find good numbers on it, but, like, they travel. They shoot in location in, like, three mm-hmm. or four separate locations, and only one yeah, of them is, is in the U.S. Just every element of this is just as plain as could be what you're doing. Like, you're not clever. I don't even know that you're trying to hide it. This is just some kind of some kind of cuckolding scam it's like uh, it's classic he, Hollywood it's like not only is it cuckolding he's also like one of those guys who's like yeah I'm gonna spend all my money for me uh, I'm gonna make a movie where I, I have to fly over the whole crew to Hong Kong and then to the Maldives and then to Nebraska she's doing Fendom with him god <laughs> uh, they, they tell was, her they I need her I really frustrated at this point because they haven't done anything uh, like a bit you know what I mean? Because yes. when I say, when you're like, I got a dead husband who can talk to me, it's like, okay, let's do the comedy bits. Yeah. And, or, or the, let's do you frighteners know, bits. where you're at having dinner and one of them is there mm-hmm. and you're talking to him. Right. Something. Or like you're playing cards and they're telling you what everyone else has. Yeah. Like all the things you could use a ghost to do. Right. And here they finally get to that because she's now going to go into a meeting and he's going to do like Asian businessman Serrano de Bergiac. So he's going to like coach her <laughs> as she does like yeah. the. The, the the business deals and i thought okay finally like after a fucking hour we get to a single ghost bit well they they tell her prefacing this there's a cut that i really like or i don't think it's intentional but they tell her like raiders are coming for your fortune mm-hmm. like all of these these keen young businessmen are gonna chop up this entire empire so you have to be a shark and then they jump cut to her trying to eat noodles in the wind on a boat <laughs> <laughs> just just noodles slapping her on the side of the yeah. face while she tries to chase him down with her mouth. Like ah, silly hat montage. <laughs> silly, with her silly hats. Uh so yeah, she has to she has to do this this whole meeting with her ghost husband. And like like all of the uh the great scenes, like all of the hard to write, interesting scenes in this movie, we just cut to the end of it when they're like, Woo, all right. <laughs> That's something, huh? We did it. Uh 
The meeting is with Donald Trump. We're going to get to it. Fuck. It's happened. Yeah. Fuck. Fucking he Trump's looks, in this movie. And like, he looks like such a fucking dumbass in this scene. I mean, everybody hates Trump, but I mean, like, yeah. they zoom in on him. He's, like, trying to look all cool and smart. And he's, like, got these, like, pursed lips. Like, no, he looks so like, fucking stupid. Look, obviously, he fucking sucks shit. But, like, he can be a very funny guy. And he has none of that in this movie. Like no. he says things that are very, very objectively funny. If you were a stand-up comedian, I think he would kill. But in this movie, it's just nothing. He's giving us nothing. And also, I don't really understand why he's in this because, unless like, are they at like a Hong Kong hotel that he owns? Because that was his whole deal in the eighties and nineties, right? Is like he's in Home Alone two because they shoot yeah, at a hotel that he's in. And his deal was, I'll let you shoot here if I can be in the movie. But this is not like no. A, you so called this. You called this theory, earlier. Yes. This um, is business. This represents. Uh, he is business. Capital yeah, B yeah. business. He is a businessman. Now, uh, there's a weird note in uh, that I have here because she says he's pretty. She looks at Donald Trump. I uh, have that. Yeah. I have that yes. clip. Okay. Uh, if you want to play, play that, it. let's let's play it. This has been interesting. Tomorrow at eleven, we will vote, and that will settle it for now. But be assured, Mrs. Scott, that in this room there are knives sharp enough to cut you to the bone. And hearts cold enough to eat yours as hors d'oeuvres. You bet your sweet little ass on it. You're too pretty to be bad. <laughs> you know that. Uh. <laughs> yes. Okay, so that's troubling and disgusting. But and he's making that's the second time I've seen that. There, John Oliver played a clip where he was like an episode of CSI and the mm-hmm. actress said like, oh, so you're not just a pretty face. And he gave her like a little, like a weird little wet kiss. Uh-huh. And like, um, uh, so, so I feel like that's a note that Donald Trump brings to directors is like, hey, can, can one of the people call me pretty? Yeah, they got to see him. So pretty. there's probably a Home Alone 2 deleted scene where Macaulay Culkin's like, sir, you are so pretty. Can I, can you show me where the bathroom is? <laughs> He absolutely uses that Steven Seagal writer where, like, yep. nobody can hit me. Like, I can't yep. mm-hmm. look bad for even a second. Right. You have to tell me I'm the best yeah. all yeah. the time. You can't time. just be good at that business. Here. You have to be also be really pretty, which is yeah. not a word I don't. I think I've ever heard anyone associate with, with uh, Donald. <laughs> so That'd he's, absurd. he's no, but playing it, her role he says in this, that later, right? The, the, you said, Brockway, you said that he can't ever lose, but, like, later in the scene... She, the main character, Bo Derek, is supposed to win the negotiations and does. But then Donald Trump comes back for a second scene <laughs> to be like, no, you didn't actually beat me. You won the situation. Won the situation. Not, situation. Do not the argument against me, Donald Trump. So I feel like this had to have been filmed in his hotel and he had a lot yes. of like yes, yes, notes. Yes, yes. Yeah, he has that. He has that Seagull, that, that Vin yeah. Diesel writer. Where like nobody, nobody can, he can't be seen losing for even a second. Yep. Yeah. So even though she has to win this, he came in and said, no, no, no. no. I she doesn't it win. With my laser shield. <laughs> she can win the situation, yes. but she doesn't get to beat me. I also get to win. We both get to win. And in but a I way, get to he, win more. In a way, he wins because this is one of the most insecure films ever made. And Donald mm-hmm. Trump comes in and says, "Let me show you real insecurity." <laughs> <laughs> right. He one ups them, and now <sighs> we get to possibly the most insane scene in this movie. Yeah. Uh. I think where I know what you're talking about. Bo Derek is swimming in a pool in this hotel in Hong Kong. And there's a guy with a gun who is trying to shoot her friend and uh, Scott's friend, Win, Winston, mm-hmm. I guess. And uh, he is like, 
perving on her. And she's just like, oh, ha, 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 ha. oh, that's so cute. And yeah. uh, no defenses. How a woman this beautiful, no defenses against a, a pool pervert. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. No. He's he introduced to this scene because she's showering after getting out of the pool. And she looks over He's to see him just her. like smiling and yep. looking at her. And her first instinct is to apologize for being nude in the shower yep. in front of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it takes her like, you. they show it. They show like three minutes of her going, slowly working it out. Like, oh, did you, you're watching me on purpose. <laughs> oh, you like to, you're bad. doing the bad oh. thing. I have. Oh no, does that mean I'm in trouble? I wrote down the dialogue like word for word in what happens oh, do next. It, so. All right. He, she notices that he is like actively perving on her. She runs away and like jumps into the pool to try to hide. And there's like comedy music as he's chasing her. And she yeah, says, Because it's funny. No, I can't let you rape me. <laughs> and uh, he says something <laughs> and she says, There's a lot of rapes in this world. And he replies, a lot of killings, too. And at this point, he's standing outside the pool, and she's in the pool, and she says, yeah, but there are more rapes. <laughs> like this is she's that old Hollywood to... dialogue, that tit-for-tat, pity-patter. Right, like, that just, just rapid get fire, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> that Altman-esque dialogue, we love that. And he says, do you want to get raped? Oh. And she replies, yes, every day, if my other choice is killed. Written by John Derrick. <laughs> about his wife. God, this was so troubling. I'm really glad you read that because I had it, it written down too and so I did not want to read troubling. it. Oh my God. John Derrick, you wrote this about your wife. What the fuck is happening? It's so It's a little thing, but I like how dumb. she realizes she's in trouble in the shower where she's wet and she decides she needs to run out and jump, jump in the pools the pool where she can be more wet. Hide. But the pool, the water is, you know, it's her power source, right? So yes. Mm-hmm. So she's swimming that. while to, swimming, completely nude, completely pointlessly nude, trying to convince this man to rape her. While he is and, pointing and, a gun at her for business okay. reasons, <laughs> so, ostensibly. So now the bad guy wants her to take pills, and these are not <laughs> murder pills; they're just sleep pills, so that she will sleep through the business meeting, uh, because that's the plan. There's no rape and murder. Uh, that was an overreaction to the pervert yes. in the shower. Right. Uh, so now her ghost. It was a fine reaction. I agree. I, it, she no, was, it was an understandable reaction, but his intentions were actually <laughs> relatively benign. He simply wanted yes. to drug her so that she would miss the business meeting. Although he does threaten to <laughs> insert the pills like a suppository if she does not right. take them orally. Well, I would say he does do that because the line is, I will... You swallow the pills or I'll give them to you like a suppository. Then she pulls him in the water and he says the exact same line again. Yes. Mm-hmm. Swallow the pills or I'll give them to you like a suppository. I, don't, I think he was probably supposed to say something different. But then we smash cut to, the, to her in her bathrobe with her ass in the air <laughs> being all drugged. So <laughs> yes. like you're supposed to infer. Right. He shoved these pills up her ass and waited the for them fuck? to dissolve. Yes. And what we forgot, like the filmmakers sometimes forgot, is that the ghost was there the whole time. So the ghost was <laughs> right. actually te- giving her tips. He's like, take the pills and like hide them in the side of your mouth and make him think that you swallowed them. Because he's not a genius. Right. He's Classic he's just, trick. <laughs> I swallowed them. He thinks he invented yeah. that. At yeah. this point- the, when she wakes up in the hotel with her ass up in the air, I'm like, wasn't this a movie about uh, about 
Anthony Quinn trying uh-huh. to find a new body at some point. Like this was that, right? Like I didn't make that up and this wasn't a different completely movie. <laughs> no, like, no, this is this is every movie. Right. This is just any movie that they can make a little mini movie as an excuse to write off a trip to say Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah. What can we do in Hong Kong? We can uh I've got this great scene. It's about rape. And it ends with a uh, with a with an elderly mob gentleman shoving pills Look, up your ass. Look, I want to see the Kowloon Walled like, City before yeah. it's demolished in 1993. So we gotta go to Hong Kong, all right? And like like all of the great scenes in this movie, the great hard to write scenes that would be so interesting, we cut to the end where Scott Scott the ghost is laughing and saying, "Ha ha, we busted their balls. They won." Uh, <laughs> off screen. And the next scene is that scene with in the boardroom with Trump refusing okay. to admit that he actually was beaten. It was only that she beat the situation. Mm-hmm. And then she has to agree. Uh, she, I think she says, you like to cause mischief, don't yes. you? And he like sm- smiles smugly and says like, yes, I do. So he hired the old goon that uh, almost raped her and shoved yes. pills up her ass. Right. It seems right. It's the implication. Trump hired them and did we all did, that. That was, that was his we mischief. We did miss the part where she tries to escape her hotel room, which I guess is locked out the air vents. Yeah, they're a little diehard. She tries to do a little diehard, but we just cut from her trying to do the diehard right to, oh, we won. Because we don't really feel <laughs> like writing it, that. It would be hard to write that. You would have to be like, yeah. how does, yeah. what does she do next? I don't know. She wins, is what the script says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, li- I liked that he ta- the ghost talked her through her sedative. He's like, you just got to think I'm awake. Come on, you dumb I'm bitch, awake. think I'm awake. <laughs> Come on, why aren't you more awake? Dumbass. Ten out of bounds. Just think you're awake. <laughs> this fucking movie. Oh, and so now we're fun. on a train. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not? on a train, and now we're not on a train, we're, and now we're, we're on a plane. Win is sort of a character. We kind of skipped over his introduction right. because it doesn't really matter. All you need to know is that he's another older man that really wants to fuck her. Yes, and, he does. Uh, right. But respectfully, as respectfully as like you could, I suppose he's like, yeah. You know, I've kind of always been into you, and I know you like older guys. Maybe, maybe you think of me as a romantic. Hey, option. your husband's dead, right? Yeah. Uh, he didn't like what, chase her what? into the pool the with pills. The soul survives like the, the physical guy. death of the body. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> right. All right. Well, yeah, never mind. Let's think about it. Anyway, does he want to watch us fuck? I bet he does. And we we tastefully. It's a tasteful metaphor for that, where Win and her are back on the island. They're at a bar in the rain, of course. And Wynn wants to dance, but he would never dance. Hard quotes on dance here. Uh, so so they get to have a three-way dance session so across weird. the ghost plane with uh, with Wynn and and Scott and her all all dancing together, just dancing her from both ends. Uh, I love this. Because Wynn's some- like, you said you never dance? And then she kind of wiggles and struts around. Uh Uh-huh. And I think this might be the biggest disconnect between someone's actual dancing ability and, like, a crowd in a movie's reaction to that dancing ability. absolutely. Like, if this was a comedy about a woman who couldn't dance, you wouldn't have to reshoot a single second of it. (laughs) Yeah. No, she is not (laughs) dancing. It's like some Elaine Seinfeld-level dancing. It's... Yeah. uh, It's And it's just, like, them hanging out with, like, the mayor... And Fausto and a priest? And Fausto Garibaldi! <laughs> you ever seen uh, Mac and Me? Of fucking course. I owned it on VHS. Okay. Great. Well, there's this, you know, the scene where Mac is dressed up like a teddy bear and goes to McDonald's yeah, of and course starts dancing. I do. <laughs> and everyone's like, holy <laughs> shit, this is the memory. greatest dancing I've ever seen. Yeah. And it sucks. The fucking teddy bear can't dance for shit. That's yeah. what this scene is like. 
It's it's much well, like that. And she doesn't even have the excuse of not having had any Coca-Cola recently, which is the only <laughs> thing that can fuel Max's dancing abilities. <laughs> oh, she's had some some sort of She's had something. Coca-Cola. She's had those yeah. six pills. She's had some Coke. She's, she's had those. She's on those uh, hands, yeah. She somehow dumps water on herself in the she rain. She has the flash dance thing. Uh, yeah, as the flash, as flash dance yeah. thing. And just eats Only it hits her so hard she falls down, but nobody comments on it. Like, it it was legitimately funny that she just like, so yeah, funny. you dumped like 40 gallons of water on yourself. It would knock you on your ass. Also, wait, there nobody is laughs. a line where uh, Anthony Quinn says, we're better than any of them. Even that kid with the one glove. Okay. Great, yeah, you're better than Michael Jackson great. up here. Oh, yeah, she's What's better than Michael the- Jackson. Morkel Johnson. The two step three Morkel way. I love Johnson. that Morkel Johnson. But uh, the priest is scandalized by this <laughs> by her extremely stupid and unsexy dancing. Like it's not even so like she's doing suggestive sexy dancing. It's like really yeah. stupid dancing. She's doing. He's the not scandalized. Newman. He's so horny he loses his mind. Yes, is what happens. We, they show it very clearly in several takes of him just getting hornier. We just look at a priest's face as he gets as horny as anybody's been on film. And then, yes. and he can't take it anymore. He stops the music and tells her that God commands her to stop. She agrees. And so he starts molesting her. Mm-hmm. He just yeah. grabs her all over, squeezes her to him and says, I'm going to take the devil from your body while just feeling her up. And Anthony Quinn, Scott, uh, over on the ghost plane, thinks that's fucking hilarious. That's a great line. Look at, look at that. Oh, that's like so look good. That. Like you just go up to someone and be like, I'm going to take the devil from your body. Check this out. <laughs> but it only works if you have a really stupid little ponytail on the back of your head like that's the priest true. does. <laughs> it, only, it only works if you're a really horny priest. Uh-huh. It's only it's only for horny priests. And, uh, right. But uh, Anthony Quinn thinks that's fucking hilarious. Box he made is out of the her. picture now. Yeah. But and the mayor scene. starts Even for this playing movie, piano. What a weird scene. Yeah. This scene has nothing to do with the rest. It's like this is a, a scene from a movie about like dancing being forbidden by the religious authorities on this little in this little island community. This has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> it is forbidden by the religious authorities. It is, but, but that that's never... basically grabbed her and made her stop dancing. But but John coming Lithgow back as a, a a sexy young guy named Fausto is totally okay by God. But kind of dancing <laughs> in a really unsuggestive manner is like not good. We hate. That. And as we learned from that priest, uh, the devil is stored in the butt. If you that's you so have to true, grab though. him right out of Flo Derek's ass, yeah. Uh, so we smash cut weirdly out of that crazy scene that went on way too long uh, to Bo Derek just in a village yelling, I can't kill him. Like right in front of right in front of wind. Uh-huh. Everybody's just no fucking. He's, she can't have oh, her scheme. This now, lady. We got some other stuff. I don't know if this is before or after because I didn't I think I didn't write down everything because I my time watching this movie is like a fugue state to me. But <laughs> there are other women in the movie now. Like briefly. Oh, that's way after. That's way after? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right now, they're introducing for the first time, Scott says, in all my research, I find rat poison is the simplest. Research? So that implies that he's been he's researching research how to kill men in heaven. The library in heaven? Yeah. Heaven in has a murder library. library. <laughs> and when, after she just yells, I can't kill him with rat poison, when is just like, you're so beautiful. And uh, Scott looks over at him and says... I can't stand to see a man slump like a sack of shit in a horse or an elephant. And then we pan out to show him riding an elephant. Mm-hmm. Why not? What a fucking pan out. Yes. Why is he riding an elephant? Yes. And now she is riding an elephant. Mm-hmm. And now and she, she rides it. 
And now there are other women in the movie and they're on a train. And it's like, who are these people? They are just talking about Bo Derek. They, okay, we find out. (laughs) I can't believe that insane thing you just said is going to be true, Sean. Uh, (laughs) The the movie thinks they're here to buy the pearls. They're the. Remember that one, remember that other movie we introduced into this movie and then forgot about for, for a different movie. We're still doing that. It's still a, it's still like a, a pearl heist ish kind of thing. So they're the buyers for the pearls and they're coming in by train and in a cute little moment. And the train is named Katie and the station is named Scott. I don't think that means. No, it means that they own the train station because they're billionaires because they're a hundred times richer than literally anyone else on the planet. They own everything. And what they do with their buyers is they start a game of beach baseball uh, with, with their buyers. This <laughs> and, this is some pretty elegant screenwriting because uh, the woman fielding first base, like, oh here's her God. screaming at the sky. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I noticed oh you happen to be talking to a ghost. Did you know I'm a white witch? That's right. The first woman you've talked to in the entire mm-hmm. film yep. has the magic powers necessary to tell you what to do. You need to steal that douchebag's body. Uh, here's how that works. And she's here to buy the pearls. Okay, can I just yes, say, though? Well. The woman who does that, who earlier is on the train and talking about boob jobs with uh, with her friend while they're talking about Bo Derek, mm-hmm. she, like, is in this beach baseball game and, like, is it's almost like she's challenging Bo Derek in terms of nudity. She's like, I'm going to be as nude as it is possible to be without technically <laughs> being nude because yes. she's wearing, like, a white tank top that has been slashed to pieces that is just barely covering her tits and uh is like hey what's up i'm a white witch i know shit i can talk to ghosts and stuff and also i'm barely wearing any clothes and i'm like you're my favorite character in this movie i wish this movie was about you she's so good but but i'm not sure i've ever seen a dumber thing no it's extremely stupid (laughs) the first baseman she's playing first base when when bo derrick runs up screaming I'm going to murder this young man. And she's like, oh, sweet. You're going to murder him? Oh, you're going to do I one know of how to do that. I've heard that before. So that, your lover died so and you're going to kill a guy so that he can possess his body at the time of death and you can have fuck him again? Yeah, okay. Got and it. she's just, without knowing anymore, she's totally on board. Yeah. Uh, and she's the one that introduces, finally tells them, you can only occupy this body at the exact moment of death, even though the entire movie they've already been acting like they yeah. knew that. They just yes. forgot. Yeah. And she, so the, but the the witch asks, well, but how would you even do that? And Bo Derek, still standing on first base, says, rat poison, and then runs to the next base. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. And also, like, at this point. Talk to you next okay. inning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that she knows the exact rules about possession. Like, she's like, oh, yeah, no, I've seen this before. It's all fine. But also, like. At this point in the movie, it's it's like this movie, they wrote a movie where they're like, oh, we know what's going to happen later. And so the characters do also, right? Mm-hmm. Like, of course, because we can't write a character. We know what's going to happen. How could we write a character who doesn't know? And like right. up to this point, Fausto has not been like a huge piece of shit. Like he's just a hot dipshit who has done yeah. nothing wrong exactly. Like he wasn't the guy perving on her on the boat. He wasn't like the guy who was aiming. He was the guy perving. Oh, he on was her the guy perving her from the boat. Okay, but she was nude, and he was like, "Hey, you look pretty cool." 
Uh, he didn't yeah. point a gun at her. Out of the men, what the men in this movie uh, yeah. have done to and her, that's what I'm saying. he is the gentlest exactly. man. Exactly. <laughs> but they're all like, oh, of course we all agree that he j- he's a huge piece of shit and he deserves to die so that your husband can right. possess him. Right. He's had 1.5 lines and they've been, right. most of them have been Fausto Garibaldi. And like, later on, okay, we maybe discover that there is something up with him. But up to this point, it's like, he's just some fucking guy. Like he. No, they plan to murder him when he's done absolutely right. nothing except <laughs> yeah. for exist and be a beautiful idiot. And I, then he later proves you yes. were right to murder me. Which and I think it occurred to John Derrick, the brilliant screenwriter, at this moment that, oh, right, we can't have the main heroes of the film kill an innocent man. I need to make this guy yes, an asshole. But he then he never like say. went back earlier in the screenplay and right. put that in. The timing yeah, is totally so. off. Yeah. It's like the bad stuff he does is after they've already <laughs> decided to kill him. Yep. <laughs> you would assume... Based on any movie, based on just knowing what movies are, that you know what's going to happen from here on out. Yeah. And that's that, oh, oh, she's being pressured to kill this guy by her husband who's passed on. She's got to learn to love yes. this beautiful idiot right. and then, you know, that's move on. That's what a movie on. would be. That's what a movie would be. And, and the husband is like the antagonist now. No, no. No. They're going to kill him. Yeah. The conflict <laughs> no, is she's is- not interested in murder. She's, she doesn't want to murder. And he wants her to murder. That's the that's the conflict now. Yes. Well, she's sitting there explaining that conflict. She's look. She's laying sideways on a bench, looking at a vial of rat poison, saying, "I'm going to use this rat poison to kill Fausto Garibaldi, so that my husband can possess his cock and plow it into mm-hmm. me." And Fausto Garibaldi is standing right behind her and goes, "Hi, I'm Fausto Garibaldi." <laughs> He hears all of this, and he loves it. He thinks it's yeah. just fine. He like has no concept of mor- mortality. Right. I can't die. I'm Fausto he maybe Garibaldi. thinks they're talking about a different Fausto Garibaldi, yeah. but uh, that can't be. She tells him not to go near the fishbowl. He laughs and goes near the fishbowl, and all of the alarms in the world go off that the entire island hears them <laughs> as we establish it several miles away back at the beach party. Yeah, the mirror hears it. Uh, yeah, Wynn, who is now plowing the beach witch, uh, they both perk up and are like, oh, my God, that alarm. And they have to uh, they have to jump on a scooter and like make this several mile journey there. But Fausto Garibaldi does not give a shit. He does not understand consequences like they have not happened to him in his life. So he's still just playing with the fishbowl as as alarms go off. He has no idea. That's why the alarms are going off. Mm-hmm. He's like, wow, this is a loud house. <laughs> Why is your uh, fish screaming? I'm Fausto. Get about <laughs> She gets a harpoon gun. Is it and okay. points it at him? Is it a harpoon gun? No, no, no. Gun? That's a, to me, that's it's a stem machine gun. gun. It's a stem. Yeah. It's a machine gun. But it also that's kind of fucking... looks like an E11 blaster from Star Wars. But I was pretty sure it's a stem yeah. gun because I'm a fucking dweeb. Yeah, you're I a Call of Duty player. Gun. Yeah, yeah, it's a British yeah, uh, World War II. First one. Murder <laughs> yeah. him with a machine gun. Yeah, she has a an antique machine gun. It's the funniest gun. Like he says, get a gun. I was expecting any gun other a than handgun. this fucking side loading. <laughs> yeah. Fucking- a trench clear. Somehow the harpoon gun makes more sense. <laughs> like, right? what the hell Let's- are you talking about? And also now he's a rapist also because they're like, oh shit, we need to make him look really bad so that yeah. he'll, it's fine. And so now he's a rapist also. And so he, Scott is telling him, murder the man, shoot the man to death. And she's yelling, I'm going to shoot the man to death. And Fausto is just like, hey, you're looking real good. Because... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she knocks him down and is about to brain him with what I wrote down in the first place is a vase. And Fausto Garibaldi is like, ha ha, you're, you're going to hit me with that vase. She's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to hit you. We find out later, she says, it was a war club. She yeah. Got him. 
It's a like, full-on African war club. Yeah. A full-on African war club. And she does. She does just cave his yes. skull in with a war club. It doesn't kill him. So she's supposed to pour the rat poison into his lips. And she just can't do it. She can't do it. She says, I'm so sorry. And and Scott on the ghost plane says, I don't need sorry. I need body. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm always saying that. You know, uh, when someone's like, sorry, I'm I need sorry, body. I'm like, I don't need sorry. I need yeah. body. Okay. Like, and uh, then he says, that yeah, I think would he actually gives up. disarm me in an argument. <laughs> if my wife said that, if my wife said that to me, I'd be like, I yeah, guess we're done. I need body, baby. Uh, I think at this point he gives up and says, uh, as you could say, I am out of here. I am history. And then there's. And then there's a huge whoosh and an engine roar like he took a ghost jet boat out of that scene. Yeah. yeah. So when and the Beach Witch show up along with the entire island on a bus, they left on a scooter. Yes. They've arrived. They left on scooters alone and have arrived with yeah, the entire they, island they on a bus. They've had a full adventure off they're camera. They're combiner transformers. <laughs> they combine from scooters into a bus, yeah. They're, I want to watch their movie. They're wearing native masks. They each have, like, elemental powers they picked up from something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all, win in the beach, win witch, coming this fall. It's a whole thing. <laughs> uh, the mayor's there. He tells Fausto Garibaldi he's such a bad boy. He's going to figure out a punishment for him later. And like, everybody's like, oh, that's a normal he's thing a to bad say. boy. I'm going to put him behind <laughs> uh, bars. <laughs> She's so upset that Scott has left her on his ghost jet boat that she runs outside and shoves her head in a hot tub. <laughs> and then it starts pouring rain because she has to be fully wet now. It's yeah. Fully wet. <laughs> fully wet and murderous at all times. Yeah, no, much like uh, Quiet from Metal Gear Solid 5, she has to be wet at all times and is completely For murderous. story. Yeah, for story reasons. For story reasons. Uh -huh. For story reasons. To breathe. It's not just she can't that breathe John unless she's wet. Uh, wanted to see his wife wet all the time. It's, it's When you know the reason why she has to be, you'll be ashamed of your words and deeds. <laughs> so Scott's back up in heaven hanging out with fucking just the worst angel of all time who's letting him repeatedly try to murder a man on Earth. And like, Julie yeah, Newmar she's is fired like, on her first day, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she's like just chilling, right? She's like, I fucking suck at this shit, but uh, in five years, they're going to make a movie with my name in the title. So what do I care, right? Uh, mm -hmm. She has that Gen Z work ethic where she's just wow. like, man, you're not rewarding Shots me fired. for this. I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> I'm not going to try at I'm not this. getting There's no reward for my effort. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't believe they got Julie Newmar in this, but I guess what was she doing in, you know, the 80s, right? She was 20 years off Batman or whatever and So she finally just now warns him that maybe she's go he's going to hell for repeatedly trying to murder this gorgeous idiot. Uh, so that so that he can steal his cock, his flesh yes. cock. <laughs> uh just now. And he's like, "Oh, what?" And he acts like this is a surprise. He's like, whoa, whoa. I feel like whoa, floating that idea gets you, you to hell. Like if, if there's a transitionary period, it's like, oh, you're not in heaven yet. Okay, hold on a second. What if I murder somebody and take his <laughs> cock and bang my wife? Like, That's okay, good, right? I, God I, loves that. I think we're, <laughs> I think it's a no. I, she tells I him. Think, yeah. <laughs> she tells him, you can't go back to earth because there are no shotguns in heaven. 
That's so <laughs> because, true. Like, because yeah. like if he could just blow his brains out in heaven, he'd go That's back like to Dragon Earth. Ball rules, you know? You die in heaven, <laughs> just go back. That, Im- that implies everyone in heaven is like hatching schemes to kill themselves to get back to Earth. <laughs> the just, implications like, of that line. That's so insane. <laughs> but I think she calls hell the boogeyman pit or someone does it. I have <laughs> yeah. that written down, the boogeyman pit. Maybe the boogie hole? Yeah. Want to go back in the boogie yeah. hole? Is that something you get like it, Chinese distribution? Yeah, yeah, that was like, such a big deal in 1980. We, you know, yeah, we didn't say really Christian big in, God in, in China. Yeah, the Chinese audience. <laughs> uh, yeah, he. Yeah, it's gonna send because it's not just gonna send him to hell. It's gonna send uh, Bo Derek to hell if she kills. Sure. Do you know that killing someone is bad is frowned upon by the Christian God? I think it might be one of the rules that he said you shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. But they both act like this is just like a new concept that's been introduced. Yeah, where yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. oh, this is. This is the act three wrinkle that resets everything. This might be bad. Thou can't, I can't kill? You're saying thou (laughs) shall not kill. And I'm just hearing this for the first time right now. So we have a brief debate about that. And then Katie runs into what looks like, I don't know, Maldives bar mitzvah of some kind. Uh Just like a, a, a lovely young girl going through some sort of ceremony and everybody's smiling. And she runs in screeching to the sky. That she's okay with burning in hell as long as her her husband can come back and bang her one more time. And nobody says anything to her because she's so rich and beautiful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just Uh like, and you're really ruining this for my kid. But all right. Uh, She runs out and grabs a a catamaran (laughs) to to break Fausto Garibaldi out of prison so that she can kill him. Yes. 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 It's a it's a great so her so her dead husband can inhabit his body and then they and can just fuck put his yes his penis inside with unlimited right, yeah. money yeah but he's not in prison because the mayor took a boat ride with him for fun and forgot where yeah. that was <laughs> the ma- yeah oh, God. What, what is I feel like the, there's something with the mayor in this movie and it's so weirdly specific that I feel like it has to be something the mayor has to be based on someone that they knew that's like be. yeah what is that just foiled their the plans to fuck uh, by like taking people on various boat trips and stuff. I don't. It's like such a weird character, think, totally superfluous. Is he like the Epstein pilot? <laughs> <laughs> is that what this is? <laughs> I really liked how uh, she was like. She, I was like, "Tell me where Fausto went," and she's like getting violent with him. She's like, "I'm gonna fuck you up if you don't tell me where he went." Like she's getting information, like she's Daredevil, which is like this total yeah. new element for the character, which right. I thought was. Uh, uninteresting direction to take her. But he doesn't know. Like, we... Everything in the scene is telling you, oh, there's something going on with the mayor and Fausto. And then how this scene ends is, like, he somebody else runs in and says, Fausto Garibaldi is out diving for pearls. And she goes, that's where he is. I'm gonna go kill him. And then runs off screen. Yes. And so the we have to end concluding that, no, the mayor just took Fausto out for a fun boat ride and forgot. Mm-hmm. Yep. What, <sighs> Why pointless? not? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes people she, just take be, fun boat rides. She had to beat it out of him, but, but... It's cinema verite, right? Like, look, maybe it's not conventional narrative, but this is how people live. And right. I feel like John Derrick is really respecting that in his filmmaking technique. Yes. The screenplay now has to have her find a swimming man. So she goes to where she thought he was swimming, and then someone runs up and screams, There's someone in the water! There's someone swimming nearby! There's a strange diver and, in the pearl bed! Yeah. Yes, but she's like, like that. They must say be the him. words Fausto Garibaldi is in the pearl bed because <laughs> he was a pearl <laughs> thief is, the whole time. That was his whole thing, which is a great thing to to say. 
And so now we are okay. We're at the finale with a lot of spinning plates, and we've got to we've got to conclude them. She has to decide if she's going to kill Fausto. How she's going to do it? Is Fausto going to fight back? Is he is he still you know trying to be this master thief thing? Is is any of this going to work out? Yes, it's already over. We smash cut right past that. They run up to the dock, and uh, and Scott says, "Ah, oh, he's bound up in the lines down there. He's already dead." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he Boo. died. He died. He died off screen. Yep. Just while she was coming out to confront him, <laughs> because they didn't want to write that scene. So she and Wynn dive in to save Fausto Garibaldi. And did anybody figure out why Fausto Garibaldi died underwater here? Because of his uh, greed. Uh, uh, because he's wearing a scuba tank and a snorkel. <laughs> that might do it. Yeah, not connected. <laughs> Beautiful it. idiot. Oh my god. Beautiful <laughs> idiot. Put him strapped on a scuba tank and then put on a snorkel. Is it work? Yeah, this is what it looks like. Uh, I like how they give him mouth to mouth while he's still in the water. I thought that was an interesting That's choice. Good. Good. <laughs> well, nobody knows what anything is yeah, in this no, movie. They I know mean, the like, full. <laughs> they're the they richest the people in the world. Medical procedure to treat a heart attack. Like, oh, you got to do it in the stomach. You're like, okay, cool. I know that. But he's like, I've never seen mouth to mouth before. <laughs> Wait, you're saying Such that he got too much water inside of him and then he stopped moving? I didn't even know that that's but, a way people could die. Like, no. But water's really sexy. How do we deal with I don't, that? I don't, do you put more water in him? More water, yeah. That's, more he water enough, in. This more man water doesn't have in. enough water. So, so Fausto Garibaldi, she gives him mouth to mouth until he comes back to life. And Anthony Quinn closes his eyes and makes a face like, oh, I'm going to finish. And then he... <laughs> He finishes by jumping bodies back into into Fausto Garibaldi. So they all got exactly what they wanted from the start to, mm-hmm. to no consequences whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Wonderful movie. I figured you'd uh, they get married. Where, where Anthony Quinn goes, bring him back. Give him to me. Give me that one precious second. Give me that hard young cock. <laughs> it gets real real. Those tight young balls. Um, and they, yeah, they hard cut. And he's talking with Scott's voice now, and they hard cut to their marriage with a mumbling priest in Wyoming. Yep, they're getting married now. They they are married, and then they cut again. They're banging in a horse well, stable. Before they, I want to talk about what they're wearing when they get married because uh, I I wrote in my notes. I wrote she is wearing a Mar- a maid Marian kind of outfit, mm-hmm. and he is wearing a turtleneck and a tweed jacket, which is not <laughs> what anyone has ever worn to a wedding. No. In history. Or maybe ever. Ever. No, nobody knows how anything but, works. Nobody's seen. Yeah, now Even the now costume fu- designer is insane on this Now movie. they're fucking in a barn while their horse washes. Yeah. Yes, they're fucking in a horse stable. Uh, well, they have just fucked in a horse right. stable. And they fucked so much that, that Bo Derek is trying to run away, but her legs don't work. She's like, I can't do <laughs> it anymore. You're too young and virile. I can't fuck anymore. Too, you're you, fucking me Your too masculine hard. power has somehow exhausted my inexhaustible feminine sexuality. And John Derrick, John Derrick. I mean Scotso <laughs> Gradabaldi. Right. It's uh, I wrote down, are you having fun with this body? Let's make all the bells on earth ring. <laughs> As he slithers over the haystacks like a snake to keep oh, fucking his tormented yeah. wife. This yeah. is like at this point I wrote that this is just absolutely the fantasy of an impotent old man who is terrified. At the prospect of a multi-orgasmic younger woman who <laughs> can outlast him, and he's just like, 
yeah, well, yeah. I'm going to fuck you until you can't Man. fuck anymore. What do you like that? <laughs> if and it's like, I was Fausto Garibaldi, I'd show her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I was named something cool like Fausto Garibaldi. Uh, it's a happy ending. Scott has possessed a corpse so he can simultaneously watch and be the hot young bull plowing his wife. It's every John Derrick's dream. And it's come true. And they're riding horses uh, in roll- the snow, but Scott can't quite remember how to ride a horse anymore. Right. And so he falls well, off. Uh, I have to ask: Is is Foster Garibaldi now in the the water room, and is he scheming to come back, or like, what's his? Is he is, as an even younger man? Even, yeah, yeah I don't know. like, is or has he been erased because he wasn't rich enough? <laughs> he's yeah, he he's just Julie overwritten Newmar? like an old hard drive. There's, there just Newmar wasn't Newmar enough of him. <laughs> so the last guy that was here just data. took your body. Also, like, as if you needed any more evidence that this movie was produced by people who don't know how movies are made the credits are really weird like they're fucking there's crazy like the first i have a few written down one of them is jerry spence as wyoming preacher and then in parentheses who taught us about wetsuits <laughs> that's the first credit that's the first, that's the first credit, credit. The, roles. the tops <laughs> the most important part goes to the bit the, the preacher who was in for I want to say thirty seconds at the start of the movie, and taught us about wetsuits. What about him? He taught us what. What is there to teach? Suits. What do you They're need to wet, know? And you put them on. You put and them on. Do you know? Do you do you have written down what the Trump thing was? Uh, the Trump Trump's credit says, and yes, that really was Donald <laughs> Trump. <laughs> <laughs> like okay. anyone else has like a fucking cotton candy comb over. Like, yeah, so, we know who it was. They uh, they filmed in Wyoming, Maldives, Sri Lanka, and Hong Kong, but they somehow the couldn't Lanka, afford to get Anthony Quinn on set or just couldn't figure out how to do it, which I thought was crazy. Also, one weird thing about this movie is that a woman named Imaging Spence, her first name is Imaging, uh, Imaging Spence was in this movie, and her husband was this semi-famous lawyer named Jerry Spence, who, if you look Jerry who Spence Who taught him up, about wetsuits. He did not teach them about wetsuits, but if you look Jerry Spence up and it's spelled with a G instead of a J, he looks a lot like Anthony Quinn's character in this movie. Hmm. Like, it's... Suspicious. Suspicious. Uh, well, Jerry Spence is the one who taught them about wetsuits. <laughs> the Wyoming preacher. No, he was actually he is. No, you're right. Yes, he is. And Imaging Spence was also in this movie. Uh, was, his wa- was his weirdo yeah. wife. And uh, Jerry Spence's style, I think he's no longer with us, but he looked... No, he is still with us. He's like 100 years old or something. He looks a lot like John Derrick in this movie. So maybe it's his life story. And the the very last credits in this movie just say, Thank you, Eduardo and Mosh. You were a great pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> These are all the people he swung with. These are just a bunch yes. of swaps. That, that, that is John the Derrick clearest... Made. That is such a, such a straight-ass thank you card to the swinging couple. That that plowed your wife, that did your ghost cock role play. You did great with Mosh. your young young wife. How I can't fucking believe this movie exists I, and that we I'm, don't talk about it every day. I know the fact that I only heard about it a few weeks ago, and uh, the only reason I heard about it is I, I don't even remember what I was posting about. But but someone on Blue Sky was like, "Oh, and as we all know, ghosts can't do it." And I was like, "What is that?" And I looked it up and was like, "This is not real. This is not a real." film um I, and you were right yeah uh, i'm just like 
it's amazing because I feel like I know about a lot of these movies already, right? Like I uh, was a big MST3K person. I watched a lot of riff tracks. I like like watching these just like really poorly made productions, but I had never heard of this ever. And it's like, is it just so abysmal and so just like such a psychic assault that we've agreed to just kind of collectively forget about it? It's fucking madness. It's straight madness. It's I can't believe I can't believe John Derrick found a way to write off like three million dollars <laughs> in cuckolding funds. Like he <laughs> he just said, I'm going to travel the world and get cucked. And it's going to cost $3 million, and baby, I'm going to write it all off. I'm, I'm, the IRS is going to deal with oh, that. I have terrible news. Uh, in the time between us deciding to do this movie and us recording this podcast, the actor who played Wynn passed away at 94 uh, on February 2nd. So uh, At least he got to bang that white witch. At least he got to bang that white witch, you know? Mm-hmm. He's, I'd like to believe he's still out there possessing the body of a yeah, younger man. He's probably in a much younger man now. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt! Einstein Hunter Frankfurt! It's a podcast canal! Und mit maximalen Schau! Doc Frankfurt podcast? Correct! Yeah! The craft is nicht trapped, it's nicht ohne! Schick in the Hundezone! Fior eine Stunde! Come, John! You kids, die Nummer! Using over seven different mathematical factors, our fight scientist cyberspacically simgeneered the greatest warriors in history. We call them the Supremes. Aaron Croston, Adrian H., Aiden Moet, Alpha Scientist Jaffo, Unanti, aka the Battle Hunk, Armando Nava, Benjamin Cyronin. Bim Talzer, Brandon Garlock, Brian Saylor, Burrito, Serral, Chase, History's Greatest, Sandwich Assassin, Clementine Danger, Craig Lemoy, Cuevas, Dan B, Daniel Sloan, Master of Mimicry, he could be any man-shaped tree roughly the size of one Daniel Sloan, Devin the Rogue Supreme, David Schull, Dean Costello, Drayson, who comes with sword and shield, battle platform, with real squirting action, sold separately. Dusty's rad title, Eric Rion, every zig, fancy shark. Gareth, whose kick force has been modeled at roughly six and a half end of blood sports. Jellaho, Greg Cunningham, Hambone, the Sultan of Insulted. A devastating master of battlefield insult comedy and war improv. Haraka, Harvey Penguini, Honk, Jaber L. Aiden, James Boyd, Jared Mountain Man, who actually was supposed to be in a different simulation and just wants to know what's going on here, guys? Jeff Araski, Jim Salter, John Dean. 
John McCammon, John Minkoff, Joseph Searles. His weapons are the javelin and the javelina. Say hello to the spear pig, you dead motherfucker. Josh S. Joshua Graves. Justin B. Ken Paisley. K&M. Kyle Campbell throws a set of keys on the ground and ambushes you in the brief moment you stop to consider shit. Are those my keys? Lisa. M. Jahi Chappelle. Mark Mahoney. Matt Riley. Max Baroy. Michael Dillon is so dangerous because of two words. Spartan Swirly. Michael Lair. Mickey Lohman. Mike Stiles. Moju. Mort was raised from the age of eight years old on a diet of punches and okra. Mr. Bob Gray. N.D. Neil Bailey. Neil Schaefer. Neku 104, whose primary weapon, ranged weapon, and special weapon is... Love? Nick Ralston. Ozzy Olin. Patrick Herbst. Rachel needs a mere 15 seconds to kill any opponent, and 14 of those are just gloating. Rhiannon. Sarkovsky. Sean Chase. Spotty Reception. Supernaut. Ted H. Thomas Kavatsos, the force of his spear strike, can only be measured in atrocities. It's 1.7 atrocities. Timmy Leahy, Toasty God, Tommy G, Velo, Booster, Waylon Russell, Yanis Ioannidis, Good Satan and his hot witch's nose. It's actually easy to kill a man, but it's hard to teach a man to fully live and then kill him.